welcome back to batting around we're back took a took a week off there uh after a, a really well received episode with thanks again to uh you girls to charles for talking about the pirates with us uh was wasn't sure how how well that was gonna a deep dive on the pirates was gonna go over with people 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 really like that one so thanks thanks again to charles from the last one um but we uh we took a week off and uh and we're back here um still baseball happening <laughs> i don't know where I'm, I'm i'm rusty here uh but there's yeah still plenty of stuff to talk about i'm uh your co-host jane austen as with me as always is lauren walker i'm lauren that's Lauren and Steven. Yo. <laughs> Welcome back, Steven, too. Yeah. It's been thanks. a while since we recorded with you. It's been it's been a minute. I gotta find my sea legs again. But yeah, shout out to Charles for filling in. Loved listening to the pod uh, not having been on it. That was great. <laughs> um but yeah, I was in I was in Cincinnati catching a Phillies Reds game with friend of the pod, uh, Liz Rocher. Oh, nice. I needed a vacation. I was like, you know what? Let's cross a ballpark off my list. So uh, it was funny. I, I was like, okay, what are the two closest ballparks to me that I haven't been to yet? And they were Cincinnati and Cleveland. And I looked at who is in Cleveland. I'm like, oh, the White Sox are in Cleveland. That could be fun. Maybe I'll go there. And then I looked at Cincinnati. I'm like, oh, uh, the Phillies are there. Well, <laughs> guess I know where I'm going. Oh, you mean you didn't want to go see... Um... James Karinchak get some strikeouts so he can donate money to police organizations. <laughs> no, I, I I can't say so. No. <laughs> did you see, did you two see that today? Yeah, that was an annoying one. Just because. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I did get instead was a seventeen to four Phillies win. Not something I'm not something I'm accustomed to seeing. <laughs> I think that was that's their best result that I've ever witnessed in person. In that's like more five fun. Years yeah. at least. Yeah, that is fun every once in a while. Like, go to a game and see your team just absolutely blow the other side out. Like, <laughs> just score a ton of runs. And like, I like the is, Reds. That is so I, I was yeah. I was at peace. I showed up to the park. Uh, I met Liz and her husband, and we we got to our seats. It was great. We were chatting. Um, the Reds fans in front of us were overhearing us talk shit on the Phillies, <laughs> and then turned around to talk shit on the Reds. Uh, so everybody was just like, you know, low key. I don't care what happens in this game because the Reds are fine. I like them personally, but neither of these teams are really all that good. So who cares? That's a great. That's then, a great dynamic. Absolutely. And then I got what I got. So you know what? All it was a successful trip all around. Yeah, that's a great dynamic. <laughs> just both both sides, uh, fans coming together. Uh, to talk about how terrible their teams are and bitch about your teams. No, that's that's wonderful. I really love that's that. That's what baseball's all about at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I uh I was I was supposed to go to my first game back from the pandemic. Uh era after whatever, pandemic baseball, pandemic's still happening, whatever. Uh I was supposed to go my first one this week, but um some some circumstance came up and I couldn't go. But I'm gonna go see the Reds as well when they're in town in nice. a couple weeks. Nice. Uh I can't wait to go heckle Sean Doolittle. Yes. <laughs> um that's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, unfortunately uh, a result of the lopsided score meant that I didn't get to heckle Sean Doolittle. There'll be other opportunities. There'll be many opportunities in the future. I, I've got another game I'm going to. I just picked up a ticket today, a cheap outfield ticket for Nationals versus Mets. That should be a good game. Oh, not, the, not the Nationals part, but, you know, the best part. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Could be, could be a Scherzer night. I haven't looked at who's pitching yet. I've, I've been going through the five stages of grief uh, for, the, for the Twins season yep. this year. Mm-hmm. For a team that was <laughs> supposed to be good, projected to be very good, uh, and has been in fifth place pretty much the entire time um, outside of, like, the first seven games. <laughs> uh, it's been terrible. Uh, I, you know, I went through the, you know, the bargaining, uh, you know, the denial, the anger, all that stuff. I finally come to acceptance. Listen, getting to acceptance this early in a season is beautiful because yeah. then you can just take the rest of the season and just enjoy baseball, <laughs> not get driven insane by like standings, just, you know, catch mm-hmm. a game. If they suck, you can be validated in your frustration with them. And if they win, you go, oh, look, I got to experience a win. So 
I'm jealous. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get edged all all season and then uh, destroyed. Yeah, like the Phillies are like three games back. Yep. Like they're doing you it. Know, they're, you're... they're above 500 again. Yep. And listen, and listen. Taking two of two from the Yankees, wonderful. Three walk offs in a row, excellent. But I know they're gonna. I know that it, the pendulum's gonna swing back, and they're gonna like kick me in the nuts. For sure. I got to say goodbye to the Twins in at least kind of a fun way this week. You know, they 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 only won, you know, they won one game in each series. They played the Yankees and the Astros this week. The the win the win that they got against the Yankees was at least a very fun one. Um, we got to see Araldis Chapman in nine pitches uh-huh. give up four runs, uh, and it ended with a. Nelson Cruz walk off home run. <laughs> Josh Donaldson hit a home run, hit a home run as well, a two run home run. Uh, Williams a- Williams Acedillo hit a first pitch uh, single uh, to get on base for Nelson Cruz. Like it was, it was beautiful. So it, at least I got that, um, and we get to have Yankees fans continue to be sad. Oh, yeah. Like they they came in they came into Minnesota like all right, well it's the Twins. We'll at least get right, and they did. You know beat the shit out of the twins as they always do but it was the most hollow mm-hmm. meaningless series victory that they could have possibly had yeah because like see the third game of the series kind of like sets most of your feelings for how it went right and then they proceeded to come to philly and araldus chapman got walked off again <laughs> like back-to-back yes. games oh just beautiful so jane and i jane and i are handshake meme right there <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely and yeah i love seeing fourth place yankees i love seeing yankees fans it's sweet apoplectic god it rules it fucking rules so yeah, much <laughs> i i refuse to ever believe they're dead because they are basically jason Voorhees. but this is the second time that they've been like down down in a bad way and Yankees fans have been losing their minds this season and every moment of it is worth savoring yeah and like I got to go out on that good note for it um and so just gonna wait to see who the twins deal at the trade deadline and what that kind of means for next season but for now I can just you know really let that Giants pill digest and uh I don't know yeah we were talking about a little bit before this like are the Giants legit I think at this point we can say yes like we've been talking about it all season, <laughs> then like, yes, they are actually good again this year. Yeah, and are very fun. I don't think it's sustainable past this year necessarily, but I think yeah, it seems right. if it were just a hot streak, it'd probably be over by now. <sighs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Steven's still Steven's still not excited. He's still hop on the trolley, Steven. No, no, they're <laughs> they're a per. I do not fuck with that. You do not have to get on the Giants bandwagon. You do not have to do that. It's certainly respectable if you want to. I'm not going to judge you if you, if you do choose to do that. But they have they have nice uniforms sometimes, <laughs> and they have so many mustaches this year too. It's great. Come on, you you can't really hate a team of veterans like that. Like at the end of the day, like a lot of those guys, even if I didn't like them in their prime when they were beating up on the Dodgers and their diamondbacks every year but now they're all kind of crusty and and older and like well they're still all younger than me but like it you know uh for in baseball player terms they're all like grizzled vets and there's something fun about a team of grizzled vets just fucking smacking the ball they they've been fun fueled by a bunch of like one year scratch scratch off ticket pitching and i think it's a really fun uh no, no pun intended here, curveball thrown into what everybody thought the NL West was going to be, which was just a slugfest with the Dodgers and the Giants. I mean, excuse me, the Dodgers and the Padres. Right. I think it's very fun that there's a third team in the mix kind of mucking all that up. Yeah. And sitting in first place. I'd say there was very good odds. I'm not going to go back and check, but I said the Giants would be in fifth place this this season. Oh, well, well we also talked about colorado being in fifth place that's true yeah the, the really several but, of those teams are pretty bad yeah woof what is happening with the diamondbacks <sighs> everything that can go wrong has gone wrong from an injury perspective as well as an underperformance perspective the all the pitching that was pretty solid last year has kind of been flummoxed this year uh 
There was that weird, like, seven-game stretch where Madison Bumgarner was good again, but that's falling apart. Um, the veterans aren't performing. The young guys mostly aren't performing. There's still a couple dudes on the team who are showing some promise, and, and most of the talent in the system is still in, like, lower-level ball. They were never supposed to be to really compete this year. Uh, the idea was just, like, for the last couple of seasons, just field a competitive team. Uh, competitive enough to really not raise any ire um, without necessarily aiming for a playoff spot. Um, but that's just gone horribly wrong. I think they've lost their last 12 road games or something. No, last like 19 road games or something insane like that. They're currently on a 10-game losing streak. Yeah, it's Whoa. it's really grim. Uh, the general manager just had to take time away because of some, some health problems with his family. It's like it's a really pretty dark time to be a Diamondbacks fan. Their City Connect jerseys look nice. They are slick. Much better than the Cubs and the and the Red Sox. The the Valley is an underrated uh, nickname for Phoenix. Yeah, very. They they look they look really cool. I really really like those ones. They it fits it fits like a Southwest like team too. I I really really like it. Yeah, really though. I mean, the the Suns are uh, kicking ass right now, and everybody in Arizona cares about that instead. So that's fine. Oh yeah. How can you not be excited about the the team with with the gorilla, the gorilla <laughs> mascot, the the one of the greatest mascots in sports? Oh, absolutely! Uh, what uh, in the in the sports mascot hall of fame as uh, this? I believe one of the oldest mascots uh, of all time. Yeah, uh, Stone Cold Classic. I'm not saying it's you know like the fanatic or anything, but it's a great one. It's, it's as close as the Southwest can get. And Devin sure. Devin Booker is pretty good too. He's pretty fun to watch too. It's not just the mascot. <laughs> CP3, yeah. I mean, I I don't understand much about basketball, so I'm just thinking about I, the, the the Suns girl. I I am not a huge basketball fan either, but honestly, the Nuggets uh, Suns series I, I watched a fair bit of it. It's actually great. It's like really uh, fast paced, uh, super super fun base, uh, basketball. Um, that's that's good playoff basketball is very fun. Yeah, and, and they're both like it was just just a super dynamic team. Passes a ton, makes really interesting smart plays. I've been having a lot of fun actually paying attention to the Sixers the past couple weeks. That's all we have to say about basketball. We we don't have <laughs> that. To. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a fun sport that I am not yeah. predisposed to. It's not the most important time of the season for baseball, so the the mind can, right. the mind the mind can wander a little bit when you're when your mm-hmm. other teams are It's you know, it's like okay, there's the the initial excitement of the season of the, you know, of the of what's happening early on and then things start to kind of get settled. And then right in time for basketball playoffs to start, NBA playoffs to start. So yeah, no, I get that. Exactly, that's, that's perfect. Every every like couple years, I will try to get into basketball once baseball season ends. But I'm always just so worn out from seven months of baseball. Yeah, uh, that thinking about another sport, especially one that I I don't really know much about. Like I didn't I didn't play basketball when I was a kid, so like I don't know it as well as I know like. Uh, baseball or football so like yeah it's just really hard to to get into and i just like i hate football so like, <laughs> i hate the nfl so much that i i, I don't get into, into that either but like yeah, i would i would i would like to get into basketball but i'm just always so burned out by the time it comes around yeah yeah i'm, I'm i've always had a similar problem where like i just i pay so much attention to the mlb regular season which is just so goddamn long <laughs> such slog yeah yep. as much as i love it as much as i obsess about it yeah I have a brain yeah. disease called um, enjoying hockey, so that's mm-hmm. my non-baseball season sport that I pay somewhat attention to. Not nearly as much as uh, baseball, but <laughs> it's hard to add another sport at the same time as that. So I probably understand hockey even less than um, basketball. Mm-hmm. Rubber, like compressed black rubber disc, go zoom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get back to, to baseball. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck those other sports. I have a I have a, a stat uh, for us if we want to. Okay. What what do we call the segment again? I never remember what we call the segment. Uh, L- Lauren Walker's sports machine. It's Lauren. Yeah, Lauren sports machine. Yeah, uh, Lauren Walker sports <laughs> machine fact uh, for the for the week. Uh, this is right. this is in honor of my little preamble here. This is in honor of the Angels last night going above five hundred for the first time this season. With Mike Let's Trout go. on the, with Mike Trout on the injured list, no less. So, Look at them right. go. So there's other guys in the team who are picking him up and carrying him. It's not just Shohei. 
Um, <laughs> so I, I want to get your... Uh, uh, here, here's the question I'm posing for you to see if you can pin this down for me. Okay. Uh, obviously, Mike Trout is the top uh, person on the team in terms of walk rate. But with him out uh, for another couple weeks, who is currently leading uh, the Angels in walk percentage? Now I'll give you a, I won't give you a clue. I'll tell you the number. Well, actually, give me the, give me, uh, I'll just give you the number. Uh, it's a 12.4% walk rate, 2% over his career average. And this is a big surprise in the Angels offense. Uh, he um, uh, was not expected. It would, I, I won't go into too many detail because I want to actually, you to actually guess this one, but he's a, a regular in the lineup. It's, is it Justin Upton? It is Justin Upton. He's having a great season. All right. Yeah, that rules. I'm a, that's that's that super fun. Ass. I love that. I, I am a yeah, I, am, I, love I am a big Justin Upton fan going back to his days in Arizona, and uh, he's had yep. a rough couple seasons, but he's hitting really respectably well this season with the Angels. It's a big turnaround. The best it's best year for him since 2017. Um, power and walks are both up. Um, strikeouts are a little bit down. Uh, his BABIP is actually a little might suggest he's underperforming a little bit. It's great to see. Love that. I love that I got it too. You did. It's the that's, first time. That's, that's my favorite. I love that you guessed before I had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if one person has to guess before the other? That's okay. Really, it's on me for immediately saying yes. So yeah. I'll, I'll take the I'll take the hit on that. Next time, I'll give you both an opportunity. It is nice to see the angels actually doing something. Yeah. For now. Other than yeah, I would love to see them make like a, tw- a 2019 Nationals esque run. Uh, in the second half, maybe not to the playoffs. Maybe that's out of hope. But uh, coming in, just making it a little bit more competitive on the uh, Oakland and Houston would be a great, great race. I'd love to see that. I would like to see them do that just to improve the odds of Otani getting the MVP. Absolutely. I mean, he's still, he still is like, there's still a good chance he's going to get it. But a lot of, there's a lot of dumb baggage attached to how to win an MVP award, uh, including, you know, how competitive your team is. Yeah. So that's such a complicated one just because it's so hard to calculate what he's actually contributing. Whereas people can just look at the war for, um, uh, people can just look at the war for, uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. And and accurately says he's having an amazing season. He's tearing the cover off the ball, but it's, you can't, war doesn't work for two way players. Uh, the way it works for, it's just not designed for it. And there's no way to quantify mathematically right now the value of that second roster spot that's effectively a two-way player effectively gives you. Yeah, it just came down. Not that I'd be mad about about uh, Vlad Jr. winning it either. Not at all. That would be very extremely fun. That'd be super cool, too. He's having an incredible season. Um, it's just like, it, it's, is it as historical in the way Otani's is? No, but... Well, actually, probably is pretty... He's like 22. I don't think there's been too many... 22-year-old MVP winners, but still, it's like a degree of difference. It's worth exploring. So speaking of MVP candidates, Jacob deGrom has continued to be historically impressive and incredible yes. this season. Uh, through his 10 starts, was he, he's holding on to a, like a 0. .56 <laughs> uh, ERA. That's ridiculous. Uh, he's, yeah, he's, you know, he's pitched like, I think it was 64 innings so far as of his last start. Yep. And only given up four earned runs in that time. Still has two losses <laughs> to his name because uh, Mets going to Mets. Mets. Yeah. Yep. It's absolutely incredible. <laughs> well, and six wins, so two losses and two no decisions. Yeah. Right. Two losses and two no decisions and only giving up four earned runs. I really want to highlight, Astounding. too, just how incredible, as, as incredible as the .56 ERA is, I think a .925 is also just, like, mind-boggling. Uh, absolutely stunning. <laughs> like, absolutely incredible. His, his yeah. strikeout percentage is 46%. For a starter. That is For a starter, yeah. That's so wild. Yeah. I mean, that almost makes it, like, harder for him to go super deep into games. You know, you're not doing anything against him. Like, yeah, he's going to go up and just give you six, like, absolutely shutout innings yeah. every five games. Yeah. Like, that's that's incredible. What, what is, like, his, like his OPS, plus, like, or is not, excuse me, his, like, you know, ERA plus or whatever is, like, you know, 600. It's, like it's insane. 600. He's also only had two starts of five innings or less, and those were both five innings. Yeah. Most of his starts have been six plus. Yeah. Including yeah. Uh, one, including one uh, complete game shutout, and well, no, a complete game, not a shutout. 
No, it was a shutout. It was a complete, complete good shut, shutout against the Nationals. Uh. And I think it's worth noting that uh, the, the, one of the big stories in baseball the, the last week has been the announcement of the crackdown uh, uh, on uh, substances. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of pitchers' spin rate uh, dropping instantly by a significant margin. And uh, I have not checked all the numbers, but I, I don't see I haven't seen a single report of that happening to him. I, I know that like every player on the Mets has come out and just said like mm-hmm. that Degrom does not use the stuff. Yeah, there was, and you know they yeah. they didn't they didn't give any sort of answer like uh, you know oh I don't know or you know like uh, you know blah, blah blah I don't I don't think so or you know given any sort of Garrett Cole. Type no, <laughs> type they were they were not afraid to be honest. They were not afraid to, to like give a straight answer at all. Every single one of them has come out and just been like, absolutely not, emphatically no. He does not use it because, but he's not a guy that has like an incredible spin rate. No, it's it's very good. It's very good, but it's not like the like the numbers we would it's associate not elite, with elite. Like, yeah. yeah, he's he's just beating batters in so many other ways. Yeah, it's just it's it's like it, he looks like he's like a road to the show you know, mm-hmm. character <laughs> like he really is. It is, it is like video game shit is like a, you know, a phrase that gets thrown out when somebody has like some ridiculous numbers in the minors or, you know, uh, in the first, you know, two weeks has a 500 batting average or something. But like, this has been sustained. Like we are at the, you know, past the 60 game point in uh, in the season. And he's still doing this. He's also put up half a win, uh, in 25 plate appearances as a hitter, which is very funny. <laughs> yes, yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah. Like, he, he, he just drives in his own runs. Like, a lot of the times, like, several of those wins that he has uh, have come off of his his RBIs. Yeah, it's very funny. Uh, <laughs> especially with an isolated power of .040, and he's got a 400 batting average with that. It's beautiful. This is more fun to talk about than the sticky stuff. We, we even, like, took a week off, and there's still kind of no getting around it. Like, it's still the... The number one. The talk yeah. of, of everything. And we talked about it before. Like, I don't... I don't know. I don't have a ton to add about it. I don't know. I've just... I've seen some kind of silly stuff. Like, uh, I don't know. I, like, like saw some people saying... Like, I think um, Pete Alonzo said, like, oh, this seems like a way to divide the players mm-hmm. before a CBA... But I don't, I don't really get that because like the collective bargaining agreement isn't gonna be about that. It's gonna be about service time and things that affect both types of players, pitchers and hitters, mm-hmm. just as much. So like I don't see how that's gonna affect anything. I mean I'm not saying baseball players are the smartest guys in the world, uh, but MLB level ones at least, you know. They know the score. Yeah. They know the score. They they understand what their union does for them. I, I can't remember who it was that made a, an interesting point I don't necessarily totally agree with, that uh, it does seem like the ball gets bouncier in years when there's about to be a, a, a great pitching class, and then ball gets deadened when the ball um, when it's a great uh, hitting free agent class approaching. And uh, I think that was part of Alonzo's thing. That was too. Alonzo? Okay. Yeah, I wasn't 100% sure. And that gets me to where I like the other part that I wanted to say about this is that like, you know, the the spin rate thing is kind of out of control, but like it has been they've been using I mean they've and they've gotten better at uh you know, using different materials and stuff, but they've been slathering glue on for for years here. Mm-hmm. Uh it's probably the ball that's really the reason the offense is down way more. I would like to see, you know, the, the this stuff taken care of a little bit more or but like mlb's not going to enforce it well yeah. it's going to be really stupid however they do it mm-hmm. so the primary problem is mlb and their complete like inaction on any of this on it for years for years and the, mm-hmm. yeah and their lack of transparency with the ball yep and, and that said i i i do think it's a uh i think he's you know thinking like uh, how do i want to put this i don't think mlb needs to change the ball to affect uh free agent values um or free agent salary potential um but i think if they make changes to the ball that coincide with uh uh, suppressed player salaries that's a great plus for them that maybe they considered it maybe they didn't either way it works out in their favor 
Right. Like I do think there's legitimate reasons why they investigated and changed the ball to I they 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 have talked this season at least more about what their reasoning is and what their goals are and they've been more transparent than they have in the past. That's not to say uh that they don't still get multiple th- it, things out of this. There, there's no one factor for any of this stuff. Just mm-hmm. just like there's yeah, no absolutely. one just like there's no one person in MLB making all of the decisions. Even at the top level of leadership it's 30 owners uh, many of whom have competing interests and competing ideas of what to do. It's never as simple as MLB does X because Y. No, there are like a lot of dials that need to, to mm-hmm. and switches that need to be flipped. And a lot of people who need to be pleased. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's no one thing. Like, I would like to see, you know, obviously something something done like about mm-hmm. about the sticky stuff. Like, you know, whether it's universal substance or just saying like, yeah, just use the sunscreen and rosin, guys. Like, Knock off the spider tack shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, stop, stop boiling all this like stuff in Coke cans. Yeah, and I would love to see them do that uh, without throwing under the bus the like low level employees and the minor leaguers, which it looks like this is the only thing That's they're going to do. Yeah, and maybe and 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 they're going to let the players uh, take all the brunt uh, with the fans, which I which I think sucks. Uh, I, Absolutely. Uh, a lot of people have made fun of Garrett Cole and I, you know, he's, he's not a professional speaker. He's a baseball player. Uh, he, he's not a, he's not a savvy media person. Uh, he sometimes, he's not gonna have that instinct to shut up when he should that a trained media professional will have. Um, and that said, uh, it was, it's, it's bothered me how quickly the conversation around this has gone from, well, something's up with the ball and something's up with what people are using, uh, to this is cheating. They're cheaters. What's going on is cheating. Uh, this is a violation of the sacred order of baseball. The, the tone of the conversation has changed really quickly against some of these guys that I've seen. And uh, what, what bothers me about that is uh, Garrett Cole started using these substances, most likely, when he went to Houston and was told by his pitching coach in the front office to use the stuff. Uh, right. At the time, that wasn't called cheating. That was called uh, finding value where there wasn't one. Uh, they had a chemist on staff. It's it's absurd to think that that's as clear cut as like the uh, negative connotations uh, to character that come with the a word like cheater. Uh, in my mind, I don't yeah, think it's as simple as, as people are dismissing it as, especially when a lot of the stuff was either de facto or directly pushed by the league or teams. There's all these estimates like, oh, you know, 80, 95, 98% of these guys are doing it. But like, yeah, so you just have to do it most likely. Almost certainly you just have to do it, especially, you know, young guys and relievers and people who have spent their entire adult lives trying to make this a career. They came out of high school or they, you know, were... uh, signed out of the Dominican Republic or you know something like that and they this is all they have they don't have a real education um they don't have you know any other skills besides you know maybe they could go coach or something but not everybody has the temperament or the uh the want to do that um and you know they need to they need to make a career out of this they've they've they you know even if it's just getting two or three years up in the majors uh, to make enough money to live on for their entire lives. Absolutely. But they, they need to do this. Like the, the way that it's been allowed to proliferate with basically implied consent of Major League Baseball, uh, they have to do it. Absolutely. And I, I've seen some in, some com- people make comparisons to the steroid era. And I think what gets lost in that conversation is that I think baseball, especially pitching at, to get to the major levels, is far more competitive now. Right. The level of talent in the 90s was lower. Uh, not everybody was throwing, not everybody had to throw 94, 95, 96 plus to get to the majors. Yeah, you, and I mean back then if you were a guy that was like, "Oh yeah, he throws 96 in a slider." Like you were you had a job, like for sure. Now that is that is nothing. That is the like pretty much the floor. Yeah, that's the cleanup uh, guy now. <clears throat> right. That is the floor. For you know, getting to AAA, there there needs to, yeah, there's uh, I mean, you know, obviously like to see it cleaned up, but yeah, it can't be 
the pitcher, like the pitchers themselves, cannot be blamed or called cheaters for this. But of course, that's where Major League Baseball is going to go. Um, they're never going to take any sort of blame themselves. <laughs> they're just going to uh, call a couple guys uh, cheaters that, that have tainted this, you know, beautiful and storied tradition of the game, which has been having people cheat the entire time. Baseball's whole thing is that if you can get away with cheating, you're not a cheater. You are a smart <laughs> player. You are a savvy, right. intelligent player of the game. That's been like the one of the biggest like the It's what's fun about it too. Yeah. <laughs> you can if you can get away with it, like great. Uh, I I I, re- I still really think that our, our the line we as a podcast had like three weeks ago on this is still just as true, which is like make one substance legal, make everything else yeah. against the rules and give them that substance and, and that give them time to adjust to it. And that'll be plenty. It makes too much sense. Yeah. Having the like guys using the spider tack stuff that, you know, got talked about a lot last week uh, where it's, you know, glue for strongest man competitions for them to lift up those 350 pound Atlas stones and stuff like absurd. Like, uh, you know, that it doesn't need to be like that. Uh, and I don't buy any of this stuff about how this is for control. You know, this is so play- yeah. so pitchers don't hit batters like hit batters have been going up and up and up as this, these substances have become more and more refined. So clearly it's not for that. Yeah. They, uh, you know, they, it's what it's used for. It's like, oh, yeah, it does kind of give them some control, but it's so you can throw 99 without having to worry about um, throwing it anywhere in a, you know, eight foot by eight foot box, <laughs> you know, yeah. not just like, oh, yeah, now you can keep it somewhat near a strike zone. But like, well, I, I think that this could help, too, with if they get if they, you know, don't allow these super, super sticky things and they do need to get a little bit more command uh you know that that could help offense some and it may and if they have to have a little bit more command that might even help with this horrible injury rate that's we've been seeing because you can't just go 100 percent all the time Mm -hmm. and there are weaker substances that will help with control that have been used for a long time like the i'm i'm fine with the the sunblock stuff the special uh i forget that if if that gives a little bit of control perfectly fine but the the spider tack is like one of the prime substances for getting that spin rate from 2200 to 2600 right which is the difference between a, a good pitch and an elite pitch Ugh. I, it, yeah. it just occurred to me that um i've been nodding this entire time while you two have been talking <laughs> um while not actually making any noise so yes Steven agrees. Well, you know, I have some interesting information from my uh, spreadsheeting for the week that is relevant to the Phillies uh, starting pitchers, but we can come to that later. Uh-oh. Let's still, let's talk about it. Okay. Okay. Well, do you remember the prompt for the question um, that we had the other week that uh, prompted this? Oh, yeah. It was, um, it was, does Milwaukee have the best three, like, starting pitchers like yeah you know their front line starting oh, pitchers yeah. best top three pitchers which i think is actually a really interesting question for a number of reasons primarily because like it's such an interesting well like how do you define the top how do you pick the top three on a team with three or more good pitchers um mm-hmm. how does that does does that accurately summarize the quality of the starting pitching does that accurately summarize the quality of the team's overall pitching there's a number of different variables there that are really interesting um, so I think it's an actually pretty interesting to discuss, like, what is a top three, uh, and who is like, who, who, which top threes are performing particularly well right now. So what have you found? Well, um, and, and I will note that my data here is a week out of date. I did this last week, so it's possible. Some numbers have changed a little bit. It's also possible that I've picked, um, top three players that other fans of teams would disagree with are necessarily the top three, uh, pitchers for that rotation. Uh, like I got some pushback when I suggested, uh, that Kluber is the third uh, best pitcher on the um, Yankees. He is by war, but, you know, how the a team rotation stacks up, there's a lot of different variables there. Uh, and lucky all these numbers here, uh, at least as of last year, it is absolutely true that Milwaukee has the best uh, top three rotation in baseball by a fairly significant margin. That's uh, really this, interesting. This is all by Fangraph's war. Um they have put up 6.9 war so far. 
they have a .52 uh, home run per nine rate, and they're striking batters out at a 36.53% rate uh, with a 1.88 ERA. All of those stats are the best in the in the game. Not this, not just even not even just the league. Oh, sorry, no, that's all best in the. Those are all the best stats in the in the National League, uh, and uh, three of the four of those are the best in uh, the game right now. Uh, but there's like okay. I looked at the overall statistics for the whole league as well. I didn't just do them. Um, there's some kind of interesting surprises in here. I, I mentioned the Phillies. Uh, because they are actually second right now. Uh, no, yeah, uh, Wheeler, Nola, and Eflin is an inc- have been an incredibly f- effective top three for them. Wheeler has been incredible. He's been lights out. Yeah, I've just been. It's it's been a blast. You've also gotten the most innings out of your top three of anybody with 220 innings. That's a pretty significant lead uh, in the National Damn, League for three guys already. Yeah. Jeez. Listen, uh, we need it. <laughs> And uh, let's see, what are, what are interesting fun facts that I pull out here? Uh, let me see here. Cleveland has the most innings pitched of the, of the top three in the league right now. They're, they're doing pretty well. Uh, the White Sox are leading by uh, probably the best overall um, in the AL. Uh, ERA 2.30, that's the tops in the league. Uh, strikeout rate 30.87%, that's second in the league. Uh, war 4.8 out of the Yankees to them slightly below 5.1. But um, an interesting uh, surprise was that the leader in the AL for strikeout percentage, uh, you're, you're never going to guess, is the Angels, 31.1%. Uh, a big part of which, uh, no, unsurprisingly, is um, Shohei Otani's splitter, which is the most unhittable pitch in baseball. Right. Uh, um, go ahead. Well, I, I did also, this, this is the final one I'll, I'll end on, just because it's it's a personal joy for me to see. Do we want to guess the worst top three in the league? Minnesota Twins. No. Oh. What? No, incorrect. The Twins uh, are... Well, Jose uh, Brios has been great, well, so, okay. The Twins are bad in a few stats. They're, they're, they've got a 4.08 ERA, um, 1.36 over, over They overall have, like, the worst pitching staff in the league. If exactly. We're not talking about the three, yeah. That's the thing. The top three kind of gives you some funky answers because of that. The worst top three in baseball is the Chicago Cubs, who have gotten 1.3 wins huh. out of. Um, let me see here. But they're doing, one... they're doing well. Well, they're doing better now, but their pitching staff has not been a huge contribution for that. I was going to guess like the Rangers or something. Nope, nope. Cubs are the worst by ERA and WAR. Uh, Angels are worst by innings pitched, and uh, Rangers are only worst by strikeout percentage with a twenty percent strikeout rate. That's super low. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for that, Lauren. I know how much you like making spreadsheets. I love spreadsheets um, so much. Yes. So, yeah. So we're do that. Do that anytime. Uh, that that sort of thing. That's great. Uh, so that was uh, a couple week weeks ago's mailbag yeah. question. Oh. Sorry, but but I should have said like my, my takeaway from this is that I really do need to be watching some uh, some uh, some Milwaukee games. Uh, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, and and Wiley Wiley Peralta is that who it is? Yeah, or Freddie Peralta. Freddie Peralta, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon yeah. Woodruff, uh, Corbin Burns, and Freddie Peralta are all pitching incredibly well. Um, two of the th- three there are arguable like possible Cy Young contenders right now. It's it's an incredible top three to watch and. Uh, I personally need to tune in some because they're all like dynamite. Yeah, it's too bad that they're in the same league as Jacob Degrom, though. So they they will not be winning. As <laughs> no, <Young>. no, they <laughs> will not. <laughs> they are having very good years, but they will they no bar they will not barring disaster. It's uh, yeah, yeah. So okay, so that was a couple weeks ago's question. Uh, finally, finally caught up to that. So I'm, I'm glad we could get back to that. I don't remember who asked that. I'm sorry, but hey, we, we did it. We don't say we never did anything for, for our fans. And by we, um, we <laughs> mean Lauren. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So we'll get to our mailbag proper here, uh, a related one, because we were just talking about Otani uh, at Liz uh, Hebert. Hebert says, "Can you explain the show high box?" So Liz is referring to uh, a couple nights ago, uh, Otani had, I believe they were back to back box. And 
don't know, explaining box yeah, is tough. Yeah, I can't do it. I mean, they're... Yeah, it's 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 explicitly. I mean, I mean, everybody knows it's like it's like a famously hard thing to talk about or to explain. Uh, I will kind of try to do it, but it's like I think I've used the line on here before, where it's like it's like uh, pornography. You know, you know, you can define it like I know it when I see it. But when sometimes when I see something, I go, "Oh, that's a balk," and no one moves. Right. Uh, so what happened on on the first one is he stepped off the rubber uh and didn't throw over to first base like to to you know keep a guy, to keep a runner on um and what i i think what it was was that he he broke his hands like from his glove a little too early you're supposed to be off the rubber i think completely by the t- before you do that so you can't go like into a wind up and then step off of the base and throw over I, I don't know. I watched it a bunch of times. It's very close. I think they were a little bit harsh on him. And then the second one, which I believe was like, I don't think it was on the next pitch, but it was it was like right after. I don't remember. I didn't I didn't actually watch the game, but uh, <laughs> he he quick pitched, which is which is fine. That's a thing that that a lot of pitchers do. They you know they adjust the times that they that they get to set and then throw. Um, but I think that they just said that he didn't even like properly set at the rubber. Like he didn't, you know, put his, put his feet on there and give the batter time. He just kind of went to the rubber and then threw, um, through the pitch. So I, it was, that one seemed really ridiculous. It just looked like a quick pitch to me. Um, (laughs) and, but you know what? There's there's some silver linings out of it out of everything that happens with Shohei is that we got some fun gifts out of him reacting to it. Oh yes, I saved one of them. Yeah. So, I hope that answers the question, Liz. Um, box are tough to talk about. Box are dumb. Box are dumb. Yeah, I mean, I get I get why you have to have the rule because mm-hmm. uh, otherwise uh, nobody could ever stay on first base or could ever get a lead on first base. We would never have people advancing. Um, it would have to just be like softball, <laughs> like you know, people are just standing on, uh, like you know, standing on the base. Uh, but it'd be, yeah, it'd be done. But I don't know. It's some, it's some necessary evil. Okay. Uh, next question we got uh, at Incognito four twenty says, uh, is Adolis Garcia legit, or does he just look really good on an All Star ballot where a Rangers player has to go? I do think he is really good. Uh, I have not watched a ton of him personally. I've read some articles about him. I've watched a couple highlight reels. Uh, he was the rookie of the month in May, I believe. He was hitting like a 161 WRC plus for that month. He's look, He looked great. Uh, for those who don't know, he's a Cuban player who came over a couple of years ago, was in the St. Louis system, <clears throat> then came over to the Rangers last year. He is rookie eligible this year and uh, was... Um, uh, I, I, I looked into his numbers a little bit more because uh, I was kind of curious about this because he is slumping really hard in June. He's got like a 36 WRC plus this month. It's the, all the power is gone. Uh, and I'm not sure what's up with that. Um, his exit velocity is down about 10 miles an hour this, uh, this month versus his career average and what he's doing earlier in the year. Uh, but his raw power scouting went up every year uh, for the last couple of years from 50 to 55 to 60 on the scouting reports. Um, he was always kind of considered a fringe guy. He was never a top prospect uh, when he came over just because his profile in Cuba um, was very swing happy and very pull happy, I believe. Um, but I do think uh, if he's not the superstar that he was in May, uh, he can definitely be an everyday guy for the Rangers, uh, maybe to the point of productivity of like a 20 to 30% better than average player consistently. Uh, it's just going to depend on getting over whatever the slump is right now, if it's an injury or something else that's going on, just because it's a huge drop-off across the board uh, for this month, which is admittedly a smaller sample size than uh, too small a sample size to really make any uh, you know long-term conclusions. But uh, uh, he, he showed some power in the minors. He's had good seasons down there before, and he... Uh, uh, I, I and I I do think uh, and, and you know there's there's nobody competing for playing time on the Rangers with him so uh, by all accounts he could be a I, I think he, I think he is probably uh, somewhere between where he is right now and in, in power in the slump and where he is in the peak 
uh, probably like I'm, I'm going to guess like best case scenario is like a 115 to 120 WRC plus player going forward. All right. Well, there you go, Rangers fans. A little, a little spot of hope there. I believe in him. Yeah. All right. Got two twins related questions to close us off here. Uh, all right. At Slimelar37 says, going to my first twins game ever in a week. Uh, and I think when Slimelar asked this, They'll be going to the game pretty soon. So I hope that hope that we get this question in, in on time. Um, going to first Twins game in a week, what stadium food is best? Uh, so Target Field has, I think uh, like one of the, probably one of the best things there is the Cuban sandwich at Tony O's. Um, and luckily, they just reopened the Tony O's location behind home plate because before, for the rest of the season, the prior... Uh, there, it had only been in the like Delta Sky Club thing that uh, is you know prohibited to only the the people that have tickets in that section. Um, so that's really good. And then just great, get the uh, the the Kramarchuk's, uh brats and sausages like there, really really excellent. Kramarchuk's is a local uh, butcher here. That's really great. Um, those are probably the best things. I mean, there there's you know there's all the, the other standard park food there but i think those are like the two standouts all right um yeah stadium food report hell yeah we love <laughs> we love ballpark food i think chat. those are those are really those are fun ones um okay and then cooper lund asks a fastball hit mitch garver in the balls so hard that he'll be out for months just after he became a slugging machine um yeah but note uh mitch garver in the month of may uh, had the best, uh, I think he had the best OPS <laughs> in the majors in the month of May. Um, and then in, I think it was like four, five pitches in or something in uh, the first game in June, he took a foul tip uh, right in the testicles. Mm. Nope. Uh, it was brutal. Nope. And they had to like, ru- they had to rush him to the hospital for <sighs> surgery. And we, you know, so they, they call it, they call it like a groin contusion. And, Some you know, contusion. So they don't obviously, yeah, they don't say exactly what it is, but like, it's probably just like his, his ball exploded, uh, probably. And here I am paying uh, for it like a sucker. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you know, just, just play catcher in softball <laughs> next week. Uh, and so, but, uh, Cooper continues, uh, What's the next bizarre injury that will break Twins fans' hearts? Is Nelson Cruz going to hit seven homers in a week and promptly fall into the St. Paul mystery spot? So, uh, Cooper asked this question like two weeks ago. (laughs) And Nelson Cruz has been hitting a lot of homers lately since then. Uh, He walked off the Yankees. Um, He's been hitting again after kind of slumping. So... I think, yeah, I think he, he might. We're going to get the full range of Simpsons softball episode injuries coming, I think. Uh, you know, I think Josh Donaldson is going to, you know, he's he's been actually consistent. Uh, has not, you know, he had a little bit of an injury at the beginning of the season, but has been playing consistently oh, and has no. been hitting well. Being, playing so, consistently on the Twins is like being a character in Final Destination. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what? Do we, what? What? Uh, what sort of stuff do we think is going to happen here? I am going to guess uh, Michael Pineda bungee jumping accident. Oh man, he is a big boy. Mm-hmm. I could easily see a bungee jumping accident going horribly wrong for for Michael Pineda. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I'm going to go with Byron Buxton comes back from his wildly successful uh, rehab stint at at um, AAA St. Paul and spontaneously combusts like a Spinal Tap drummer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I always I always tend to love the uh, the injuries that are like they were sleeping and rolled out of bed and you know or uh, oh who. <sighs> Who got hurt on a zipper recently? Anyway, some ridiculously mundane shit is going to take uh, Donaldson out of commission. I think he, you know, he could get into, 
like an ATV accident was, or something. I was going to say, yeah. His would be like a yeah. red ass related injury. For sure. The Madison Bumgarner, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. A Bumgarner style, you know, um, recreational vehicle accident. Like that That seems likely for Dom. I guess maybe the gimme here is like Radney Dobnak uh, getting crushed under the, under the weight of his camper or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be too horrible for the twins. He's got like an eight ERA right now. Uh, they reworked his slider in spring training, and it worked. It looked really good then, and then has just been dog shit mm. uh, every ever since. It's really really sad. He he had like a really good spring training, and they signed him to like a six million dollar extension. Yeah. Uh, and which was like I was like, oh, that's very cool, and he has been dog shit <laughs> since. It's really really sad. I like he's one of the guys that I've rooted for wholeheartedly like one of the best stories in baseball like, yeah you know undrafted played in the independent leagues um pitched his way into the into the twins system rose pretty fast through the minors there and ugh, it's so sad I, I really want him to figure it out but he's been terrible all right do we have anything else we want to hit here that's it for questions i don't think so we're i think we're good yeah, yeah. Good it's good to be yeah. back yeah yeah it's great to great to be back yeah, thank you, uh, everybody, for, <laughs> for sticking with us while we uh, while we took an off week. And uh, if you're enjoying the show, tell some friends about it. You know, tell some other people who might like uh, might like the show about yeah. it. Yeah, we're, we're having a lot of fun here. We like to see it grow. Kidnap a senator and mention us on TV. <laughs> <laughs> parody, parody. But make sure it's a cool. Make sure make sure that the senator senator you kidnap is is funny. Right. And John John Hinckley just got out of jail, so like, you know, there's there's hope for you yeah. if you do something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, don't don't no no Angus Kings. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.